Okay, so you see this video? It's real grainy. That's why we need to use an iPhone. Oh, do you have your iPhone? I I do. Is it, <laughs> is it charged? Because you know it it's is. always... What's the percentage? Uh, would you like to know what my percentage is? I would. Because Marcellus don't ever have no percentage. 70%. Oh, okay. Would you like to know what my percentage is? Grainy. No. My <laughs> percentage... <laughs> see, this is what I have to deal with, y'all. I am Marcellus. I am the TV guy. And my name is Ken, and I am the movie guy. And together we're a hot mess. Oh my god. There's a target on my back. I'm always under attack. He can improve on his posture. Because the way he's standing right now, he's gonna look like a snail at 62. Kenneth makes a good uh, jailhouse top ramen. Um, Kenneth. Okay. We've been recording for the last 20 minutes, so whenever you guys are ready. I think our producer is upset with us. <laughs> and welcome to my fave podcast. <laughs> <laughs> where we get to discuss our fave movies and television shows. I'm are, excited. Are you excited? My name is Ken and I am the movie guy. <laughs> 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 I was trying to make sure that we have, you know, a regular script. I know, but <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that you were like punch that in and out of My name is Ken and I am the movie guy. And it'd be like I'm my favorite food to is that. cereal. Really my name is Ken that. and I am Y'all the movie need to guy. Understand, I am living my best dream. I've always wanted to be a host of something. <laughs> so if I got a script, I'm gonna come in. Yes, I like Cheerios, but my name is Ken and I am the movie guy. <laughs> I'm waiting to deliver that line every episode. Just so y'all know. This is I'm living my best life right here with these headphones on these microphones. You would I didn't made it. <laughs> if I could just get paid, <laughs> right, right. I have made it to be able to work out of home. Oh, to work from home. To work from the home. Ultimate job. Yeah. Kenneth, how was your week since last my fave Monday? My week has been good. So I went on uh, two job interviews last week. Okay. I got an email this morning saying I didn't get one of the jobs. Oh, can I tell you I was okay? You was fine. <laughs> I was really okay with that. I was like, okay, good. Next, because I kind of know where I want to be, so it's just like that's fine. Now this other job is the one that I didn't want out of the two. Mm-hmm. I wanted the one that I got passed on, so I am like, oh god, if they call me, I'll take it. But as soon as I see an exit, I'm getting off the freeway. You can ride off the freeway. Listen, I'm gonna tell you what my mama Make told me. Make sure you me. put your blinker on if you gotta get. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna put my blinker on. And watch for motorcyclists. And watch for <laughs> motorcyclists. Yes, producer Brandon. That was producer Brandon, ladies and gentlemen. Our mom always told us the best time to look for a job is when you got a job. Exact the moon, though. So I'm excited. I am presently employed. Uh, thank you, Lyft. Right. <laughs> but I'm still looking for another job mm-hmm. with benefits. Come on. And then there's some other things I want to do. But that's all good. I'm having a good week. I'm excited. I was really excited to listen uh, to our podcast over the last week. So I've listened to our last episode. It's so weird listening to myself. I like it now. I've, I've really don't allowed like myself to, to get to more it. used to it because uh, I used to not be able to stand it. But now I, 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 I'm still in the phase where I don't like it. I'm just like, oh, my voice, my this, my that. But anyway. I think I get weird sometimes because I'll listen to it and I'll laugh and then I'll stop and wonder. Did other people laugh at that? <laughs> and I'd be like, let me turn this off. <laughs> there are times where I laugh out loud. I'm like, oh my God, we are dumb. <laughs> right. And then there are times where I'm like, did I say that? Right. E- exactly. I'm like, oh God. But, but I do, I have a question though. Because you know, at this time in our world, you have to check on people even when they're strong. Oh God. Are you okay? What? <laughs> 
Yes, I'm fine. I could use some more zeros behind the numbers in my bank account, but other than that, I am, I'm actually okay. I just wanted to make sure you were okay. Thank you, Marcellus. Given the times that we live in, there's uh-huh. a lot of stress people are going through. Right. Are you okay? I'm fine. Are you sure? Would you tell me if you weren't? You know, sometimes I wonder. You would wonder if you would. Would I tell me? my friends if I really was like down, down, down? And I don't know if I would, because I always hold in my 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 my. Whatever. I mean, I think my friends probably know that I was like feeling like mm, just low. But I'm like, if I was really on the inside, like maybe if it if it became too much, I'd be like, y'all help me. I'm slipping. OK, slipping back into drugs because <laughs> people only use slipping when it refers to drugs because I'm slipping, I'm slipping back into cocaine. I just went to the street for a dime bag. Right. What I did in that I car, actually, I was going to the taco man and Lord, no, but, um, my week has been great. Actually, mm-hmm. I have just been able to really get a lot of things done as far as like lift mm-hmm. <laughs> and just, um, Ooh, my mind went all the way blank y'all. Uh Oh, as far as getting a lot of things, slipping, Marcellus, in that drug use, applying y'all to pray, for applying him. to jobs. I feel like I've, I've just been applying like like a slave almost. Just like that's my job is to right. apply for jobs. Right, 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 right. And then changing my resume, I got like seventy resumes. Uh-huh. But it's just like I really am positive uh-huh. about the outcome now. I think uh-huh. in the beginning. It was that, you know, that thought like, okay, I'm out of college. Mm-hmm. You always hear, you know, it ain't going to be easy to get a job out of college, blah, 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 blah. And mm-hmm. I'm like telling myself, I can do this. Mm-hmm. I can whatever. And then the first two, three weeks, nothing's happening. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, no. Okay. No, don't let it be. The right. more I go and then it's like my pride is a part of it. But I had to come to a point where I'm like, shut up. Just keep going. <laughs> that means if something didn't happen the first time, that means it's opening the door for something else. Got whatever. you. So Got right you. at this moment, I have another opportunity for something that I'm actually interested in because- uh-huh. There's been many opportunities, but not right. all of them I've been actually interested in. Right. But right. this one I am. So we're going to just hope for the best. I think it's important for important for everybody to follow their dreams and go for what you really want to do. Yeah, for and sure. And do not um, sell yourself short. And I believe where there is a will, there's definitely a way. So That's follow true. your passion and then figure out how to make the passion profitable. Right. And um, don't do it the other way around. I really think it, but it takes time and planning. For sure. Like you yeah. can't, I don't think, I think people just give up like, oh, it's too hard. Well, you never really put any energy into trying to put together a strategic plan to make mm-hmm. it happen. Right. Then it's because it's just not going to happen overnight. Mm-hmm. People who have made it, especially in the arts, it's because they really planned it. Mm-hmm. And you got to do some sacrifices. You got to give up some disposable income. You got to watch your disposable income shrink to zero. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things you're not going to be able to go do mm-hmm. with your friends and family who have stable, you know, nine to fives. Right. Because you just don't have the money. <clears throat> and so your, you your have voice to be right? okay with that. That's my sexy radio voice. Oh, okay. And I would appreciate if you didn't point it out. I didn't know if there was time for that. That That's what happened? It's always oh, okay. time for my sexy radio voice. <laughs> Why are you trying to encourage me about... Yeah, I'm not. I'm just not encouraging you. I'm encouraging all our listeners out there at Radio Land <laughs> to be the best you could possibly be. Live your uh, best life. You want me to go get some throat lozenges from uh, Walgreens? No, I'm. That's my voice. It's not. There's nothing wrong with it. That's oh. just how it is. Oh, it's on purpose. 
It's like a mixture of Billy D. Williams and Otis Redding. Got you. And a little bit of Barry White. Okay. Before he turned 13. Okay, I was thinking Shirley Caesar. I am not <laughs> responding to you at all. And if anybody's listening, this is called emotional trauma and emotional abuse. Please call Child Protective Services. Why? I don't know. I'm not a child. I'm a full-grown man. But call CPS anyway. CPS. <laughs> See if they'll take my case. <laughs> no, but, um, no, you got a point. And that's really... Where I'm, I'm sorry. I looked over to the left and saw producer Brandon doing magic. It threw me all the way off. Because I looked over and I saw him do something with his hand and it was an ace of clubs. I said, well, what? <laughs> <laughs> and if y'all could have seen his hand, he did it like a real magician, like ring. And I looked over and I was like, well, what? He oh, he turned time into travel. A, oh, he turned into a two of hearts. Okay, that's Wait demonic. A minute. That's demonic. Just <laughs> that was just an ace of clubs. He didn't turn into a two of hearts. That's demonic. You was raised in church. <laughs> we don't do that. We don't watch the Harry Potters. And we don't play with magic and spells. <laughs> I bind that. Oh, Kenneth. But yeah. I want to ask you um, something. This is um, our camera lights action. It's a little warm up. Camera lights action? Yes. Okay, I'll take that. I want to do... <laughs> I want to do, I want to ask Why does that something. keep changing? I'm telling you, it's demonic. He over there doing spells. Every time we look, look at you producer Brandon, it's a different card. In his That's hand, how we I got ghosts in. in our house. Don't do that. You opening up a dimension and a portal to the demonic Hades realm. Don't do it. Ooh, God. That's probably why my credit is messed up. I knew up. that was a portal in the back of the house. Listen, if you go back by the washing machine, it's a dark <laughs> hole right in the upper corner making a whirring sound. And sometimes if you listen, you'll hear werewolves howling. Brandon and opened up a portal doing oh, magic in God. this house. Um, y'all pray. Everybody put your hands this way towards the radio. Yeah, just stretch them out. Not I if you're driving, know. though. Yeah, if you drive and keep <laughs> both of your hands on the wheel, just bow your head, uh, but keep your oh, eyes open. <laughs> well, no, I mean you can bow your head and keep your eyes open. Do like this. Can <laughs> stop giving suggestions to the driver? You know them deacons that used to do like this. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> One day y'all gonna be able to see us because we're gonna have recorded video of our podcast session. Can I tell you what's random and funny? When I was young, and they used to say, "Okay, everybody, bow your head, close your eyes, bow your head," you know. Uh-huh. I would always peek, of course. You would. I was peeking to see. And if I would see one person with their eyes open, one, like, adult, uh-huh. I would open my eyes. Because uh-huh. I felt in my mind, I could be like, your eyes was open, so I had my open, too. <laughs> I was, like, the worst kid, just trying to find any loophole oh, to do anything. Oh, God. I remember that. Like, it was I would When they had prayer, I would close my eyes, but I would look, too, after a while. Because this has got, like, I just felt like I needed to protect myself if something was going to come into church. <laughs> I was like, listen, we all got our eyes closed. What if somebody come yeah. in here with a shotgun? I need to be able to warn everybody, run. And we definitely got to give mother some chance to run because she going to need a head start. <laughs> all right. So I have some questions. This is my fave. Woo. And one of the things that we talk about are our favorite movies and television. So oftentimes you will hear us talk about a lot of favorites in other categories of our lives. That's so right. I'm getting ready to give you a 10 question quiz about me. Oh, I'm going to see if you're able to oh answer God. 10 questions about what my favorite things are. Oh. I'm going to see how well you know me. Okay. So we're going to see if your answers match my answers. So I want you to write down your answer. Don't say it. Okay. Just write it down on a piece of paper. 
and you're not gonna have a long time word the answers to me when i look at you no not at all all right number one uh, there's just 10 questions, and I want you to write the answers. Okay. Number one. Number one. What is my favorite food? Okay, and you should know this. All right, I'm going to just give you a few seconds. Right. Number two. What is my favorite movie? And if you listen to the very first episode of this podcast, you should know the answer to that question. That's the one question you better get right. It's the first episode. Of what time. is my favorite animal you should know Wait, this give me a moment you have few, just a few seconds marcellus and i have known each other coming up on two years so i've discussed all of this with him okay at length. let's go number four what is my favorite type of music if you know me you should know what i would mostly have playing in the car <laughs> ah! or in my room more than anything and don't say trap music um what is um Oh, hold on. Okay, here it is. That's kind of weird because you play all kind of random stuff. No, that's not true. That's not true. That's not true. Okay, number five. What is my- Wait, what's number four? It was favorite music. You got to keep up. What's number three? I said what favorite animal. Where have you been? Oh, sorry. I got confused to rate it. Let's go. Okay, number five. What is my favorite color? You should know this if you know me. Number six, what is my favorite season or holiday? What is my favorite season or holiday? And I've talked about this before, and I have uh, two answers, because one is season, what's my favorite season, and what's my favorite holiday? And they are actually opposite, if you know me. Okay, number uh, seven, what is my favorite kind of sandwich? This one you may not know, but we'll see if you good. What is my favorite kind of sandwich? All right. And then the other one, what is my favorite way to relax? This is eight. This is number eight. No, no. Number seven was uh, sandwich. sandwich. Eight. What is my favorite way? Don't get mad, but what's number four again? I'm not going back. I just You're just going to get it. that one wrong. I got everything. That's okay. I was a teacher. You're going to get it wrong. This is not you, right. You got to listen. I don't know where you've been. We're in the same podcast. Number uh, <laughs> eight, what is your favorite way? Is my favorite way to relax? Your favorite way to relax. What's my favorite way to relax? Okay. And number nine. What is my favorite uh, cologne? You probably don't know this one. And then um, number 10. What is my... Okay. Sorry. I don't even know what you wrote, but that sounds like that was foolishness. (laughs) I don't even know what you wrote. And then number 10... What is my favorite drum roll? What's my favorite item of clothing? Favorite item of clothing. All right. Let's see. All right. Let's start with number one. What did you put as my favorite food? Um, And you're going to basically, this is a 10 out of 10. You get one point for every correct answer. We're going to see how well you really are like friends with Well, sometimes me. it's confusing. Number okay? one. And number I, one. No, I, we don't I get anxious on tests. So you number can't Number one. Me what's my favorite food? Bacon? Yes, that is correct. You can look. I wrote bacon. I was going to put bacon slash meat. I'm showing my meats. answers so that uh, producer Brandon don't know. Oh, meats. <laughs> <laughs> I do I put, love meat. I'm a carnivore. Okay, you got one point. Good okay. job. What is um my favorite, excuse me, movie? The Dinner Club. <sighs> <laughs> Marcel. That's not it. 
You know that's not it. The Breakfast Club? Yes, The Breakfast Club. Good job. Sorry, I got my, my time to the, the day dinner next club. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number three. What is my favorite animal? Okay, I really don't know, but I think it's a lion. No, tiger. Tiger? But you a Leo. Still, but it's not my favorite animal. Well, I was close. It's in the big cat family. Okay, that's minus one. Can I get a half a point? No. Nope. <laughs> All right, what is my favorite type of music? Okay, here, listen. Oh, God. This is a shame. I get confused because you be playing random stuff sometimes. I what think. is my favorite? What is that? What do I go to all the time? We've been first for like two years. Go ahead. What's your answer? Just say it. Look what I wrote. Uh, I wouldn't have guessed that. See? It doesn't matter. What is it? Your just own say the brother answer. wouldn't have guessed just that. Just say the answer. Like the EDM What type did you wrote? EDM? That's what I would have guessed. Oh, yeah, because you always no. in there playing. Ah. And no, dancing no, no, and no. swinging your dreams. Neo Soul. You know I love Neo you Soul. You don't listen music. to Neo Soul as much as you think. Because you I, listen to like, that's my dance favorite. music more. It's my favorite. Okay. That's I'll my put favorite. Neo Soul. All right. What's my favorite color? Orange. Yes. Good job. What is my favorite season? Holiday, Christmas. No. Thanksgiving? No. My favorite holiday is Halloween. Love really? Halloween. Yeah. You went off about Halloween. And you be okay. Well, I'm confused. I decorated the whole house like Halloween, and you decorate the whole house for Christmas. But that's not my favorite. <sighs> okay. What's my favorite season? I don't know. Do you? I, I feel like you make summer. I love summer. <laughs> but <laughs> oh god, I don't know who you are. Listen to me. You told me I'm love the summer and everything, but I just love the rain. I love when it's cold and I can wear a jacket. That's my favorite dressing. Season. You never said my I said, favorite. I said you my cannot favorite. make this up no, at this table. I'm not making it up. Everything's already written. You just okay? wrote it down. I, no, I did not just write it down. I wrote it down the same time that you wrote your answers down so oh. that you wouldn't say this because you're a Pisces. But you made it up when you wrote it down. Sur- no, I've always said that my favorite Do you know season what your is favorite season is? But I love the dress for the fall. I love the scarves and the coats and the well, gloves. It's but confusing. my favorite season is summer. That's, that's why it's confusing. You don't, okay. You don't listen to details. What's my favorite sandwich? You never told me, but I'm going to just guess pastrami. Yeah. Oh, my God. You got that right. No, I wrote I pastrami. You knew what that was. <laughs> you know that's my favorite sandwich. What is my favorite way to relax? Okay. This is why it's confusing because you throw out a lot of stuff. I'm just going to say lay back and watch a movie. But oh my then God. my real answer I wrote down was do heroin. Because you know what? I don't know. See, and because you're trying to be cute, it's actually right. Watch a movie. Oh, yay. Jesus, my God. <laughs> What's my favorite cologne? I don't expect you to know this. Stinson. I okay. <laughs> really? Stinson? I've never heard of that before. That's the old man cologne. <laughs> no, don't try to make me 50. You could have said Old Spice, and I would have been all right with that. You have never told me a favorite, but I'm Issey thinking. Miyake. Oh, Issey Miyake, I like that. God dog it. Okay, what's my favorite article of clothing? Okay, I don't think you've ever really told me this, but I can just describe you always change. You wear something, t- a different style of clothes every day. So I think jackets because you like dressing for the fall and stuff. No, shorts. I always have a pair of shorts if I can. I don't. I would like to wear shorts. Okay, I have a real question. Sure. Have you ever said that to me? And let's be honest here. While no, we're here at the church, I didn't church. say that to you. You just have to know some things about people when you hang around them. That's all. You do not always have so on let's shorts. Add up Marcellus's points to see how well he that knows his co-host. Devil. So he got one, two, three. I never four, do good on tests. Did I get a D? Marcellus got a fail. He got a fifty percent. <laughs> he got a five out of ten. <laughs> 
And we're moving on to the next segment of our podcast. Uh, everybody, I just want you to see. You need to know. And let this be a lesson to the listeners. Know who you call your friends. Okay. Yeah. Know, know them. Take time to listen. Take time to pay attention to details. And to make sure that you're really in tune with people. Mm-hmm. And that you're just not on the surface. And that you can go deep like a whale. And with your friends, make sure that you keep things the way you said they were and you don't change them when you want to uh-uh. play a game with people you know what no i have not changed anything but thank you all so much for listening to uh my fave if your favorite article of clothing is shorts don't always wear harem pants <laughs> did you say harem pants i mean what are you if your favorite season is summer don't talk about how much you love the rain I do love the rain. If your favorite music is Neil Soul, don't always be in your room blasting. Oh, so he's like one of those people that you feel. I'm just telling you the truth. Republican, you can't like Democrats. You just got to love one and hate the other. No, I'm just telling you. Because my favorite season is summer. I got to hate rain. It's the signals okay. that you're throwing out. But if you listen, you would know. <laughs> but that's all right. That was the lesson that God wanted you to get out of this. And I'm glad. You know what? God what? said, "Let's." God learned? said, "Listen." What did you learn today? That's what He wanted you. Lift your hands up. I'm not lifting Lift them up. Lift your hands up right now. What where am you I are. lifting them for? I want you because I want you to receive what I'm. Well, you told me a Christian hey! might actually be like Muslim or something. I don't know. No, I'm not Muslim because I eat pork. <laughs> that the, as soon as they said I couldn't eat pork, I said I will not be signing up for this army. I will not be marching with the army of the nation of Islam. As soon as they said I couldn't eat pork. Well, before we do anything, let's take a break. I think we need one. I don't need one. I'm fine. Rolling sound. Okay, Kenneth. Yes, sir. You know what time it is. I do know what time it is. I need to know. What is your fave Oh, wait, wait a minute. Tell them what the genre was today. Tell them what the genre, tell them what the genre Y'all, we sorry because we're supposed to be following our format. You know, that's why? Because my notebook is on the shelf. No, it's just because name. we just got caught up in talking and I you know, was trying to criticize me and we didn't even talk about it. Well, tell them what's going on. And I wasn't criticizing you from a place that didn't warrant it. Oh, got you. So our fa- uh, our topic today is none other than our fave fantasy can i say this to everyone that's listening i want you all to know brandy can you hand me the uh, my fave notebook it's the black notebook on the shelf here we go y'all i want y'all to know that we took this very seriously when we put together this podcast you said this in like two other episodes no i'm gonna say it again and i want them to understand that we chose our main film genres from the amc website okay I just want to let y'all know that... You want them to know that we reputable? Yes, that we know what we're doing. Okay, we know what we're doing. Um, fantasy is not listed as a main genre. They call it like a sub-genre. So if anybody's out there listening, that's a movie buff. We know, that's okay. Right. But... Just know that fantasy has some element of magic to it. Yeah, for sure. Versus science. Fiction is usually motivated by things that are rooted in science. And technology. And technology. So just so you kind of understand the difference. Because some of our fans may not really... I was thinking about this. They may not really watch a lot of fantasy films, but then there may be a lot that do. But the point is, we just kind of want to point that out. 
You're right, because you got to think about everybody that's listening. Not right. Just so just in case you guys from. aren't familiar with this genre, what sets this apart, it will sound a lot like an action film, but the story will have real elements of magic. I always think it's usually fantasy if it got some type of elf. Exactly. <laughs> You're going to hear characters like elves and fairies, fairies, orcs, trolls, Ogres, wizards, kings, queens, hobbits, castles. So um, that's kind of what put you in the mind of what a fantasy is. Okay. My fave fantasy is Dark Crystal. Ooh. <gasps> Wait. Okay. I have seen Dark okay. Crystal because of Edward. No, I'm trying to think. I knew it. It's just been a minute. No, listen. You yeah, have Marcellus to listen to see I have never seen none of the movies that I suggest. Because they are from like 62. Listen. I... Dark Crystal, I did see Edward and them show me back in the day. That was all like Jim Henson stuff, right? Yes. Thank yeah, you, yeah. Edward. Thank you, JoJo. Thank you, Chris. Oh, my God. The Dark Crystal is this amazing movie directed by Jim Henson and Frank Oz. So, basically, let me just tell y'all real quick. This is a planet called Skra. And, yeah. So, planet Skra is just planet from another time another place and it's just full of all these amazing creatures mm -hmm. the planet Skra had these um i think the 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 ruling uh class would be the urkskeks and these urkskeks were the guardian of the crystal of truth right they were beautiful harmony people running this whole planet what happens is while they lived in this castle where the crystal was somebody cracked the crystal and like a piece of the crystal um, broke off and in midst of all the chaos it caused a darkness to fall on the land the urkskeks got separated into two different species they were the mystics which were basically the goodness that represented uh -huh. and then you had the skeksis which was these lizard bird like creatures which represented the evil that of that ugly. species they were really ugly so the same species got separated into two different species, and the evil Skeksis took over the castle, mm -hmm. and they pushed the mystics out of the castle. Gotcha. So now everything is being ruled by the Skeksis, and the mystics are living, and they're really nice, warm people. Now, there is and was a prophecy that was discovered that one of the other species that lived on the planet, which are called Gelflings, which okay. are pretty much like an elf. Come on, Gelflings. The Gelfling. And they got the ears too, right? Right, they got little ears and whatever, just really uh, adorable. These Gelflings were the only ones that could get the piece of the crystal shard that was missing and put it back on the crystal. It has to be done by a Gelfling. And then that would restore harmony on the planet again. Hmm. Now, the Skeksis knew this, and so they set out to kill all of the Gelflings. So at this point, they think all the Gelflings are dead. So that way they can stay in power. Little did they know that the Mystics huh. was hot. All right now. Come on. <laughs> he got church. So <laughs> the message coming. But little did he know, little hallelujah, know. that God had a remnant. <laughs> there was a Gelfling in the midst of the Mystics. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, God will always have a ram in the bush. Always a ram <laughs> in the bush. Yeah, we grew up in church. So <laughs> the Gelfling thought he was the only one. Little did he know, the mystics are like, look, you got to go on this journey and you got to restore the balance. And we're going to give you um, this ancient writings. There's some clues that you need to follow. Along the way, he finds out that there's another Gelfling 
Her name was Kira. He was super excited. Oh my God, there's a female Gelfling. I thought I was the only male Gelfling. He Don't found him a boo. He found him a boo thing. Oh my they God. They basically go on this journey. They get the crystal shard. And they basically return the crystal shard to the crystal, changing it from the dark crystal to the crystal of truth, restoring harmony back to the planet. Let me tell you why this movie is so amazing. This movie came out in 1982. Jim Henson, as we all know, had just done The Muppets. I love Jim Henson had done Sesame Street. Jim Henson is literally famous for bringing these amazing characters and worlds to life. Mm-hmm. He met with this other dude, and his name was Brian. Brian um, Fraud, I think his name was. Brian Fraud was this amazing. I don't know if I trust Brian Fraud. Brian Fraud. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> You're going to do something wrong to me. <laughs> Brian Fraud was this illustrator. He goes to him because Jim Henson wrote this story. And he goes, this is the story I wrote. I just want you to help bring my characters to life. So he brings the characters to life through all of this illustration. He goes back and he's meeting with Jim Henson. Can I tell you that he got it wrong? He thought Jim Henson said the Dark Crystal. What Jim Henson had said was the dark chrysalis. It was because Brian uh, Fraud made a mistake and misheard what he said. Mm-hmm. He worked on this whole thing and it was all about a crystal. And so Jim Henson loved the artwork so much that he, that he said, it. you know what? We'll work the dark you crystal what? in. That was fraud <laughs> because he wanted more of his word and his thought in it. He I'm knew tripping. he heard Jim Henson. He said, uh-uh, it's going to be a crystal today. He was telling his wife, he was like, he said crystals would listen. It's going to be a crystal. That's like that person at church who be telling you what they're going to do, even though the right. pastor didn't tell everybody what they're supposed to do. Right. <laughs> but pastor said, oh, this is what we going to do. Let me see what we going to do. <laughs> we going to meet just like that. We going to wear blue. Everybody wear them. I'll get what the pastor say. We wearing blue. So he goes and he does all this illustrations. <laughs> And Sister Thelma, tell me I'm lying. Sister Thelma, tell me I'm lying. How many times he would be in church and the pastor say one thing and the members say something else? Tracy, tell me I'm lying. Where's the lie? So he is this well-known, um, you know, brilliant illustrator artist. And he comes up with all the artwork, basically the set design, everything. And they begin work on this movie. It's amazing. When this movie came out, y'all, let me tell you something, Marcellus. When this movie came out... This was the first, at that time, live action movie with no humans in it. Wow. Every character was a created puppet, which was being acted physically by actors and then voiced by other actors. Right. The set, design, everything was created. And I think that's why it appealed to us as kids. And I think even to kids this day. It's still doing. Because the feeling that you get we're not talking about 3d and i have nothing against cgi and 3d it all has its place about that but go ahead but this was like live you Mm -hmm. know what i'm saying you have water flowing through the set the budget for this film was 15 million dollars wow i don't know about y'all but i couldn't imagine having to be responsible for spending 15 million (laughs) dollars he spent 15 million dollars on this film it grossed 40 million Uh so he doubled his money when he came back and this movie came out the same weekend as E.T. So it was up against some really stiff competition. But I did not know that. I didn't know e. that e. either. Was a- E.T. was amazing. Like, obviously, everybody knows Steven Spielberg, E.T. Mm-hmm. But they all kind of, like, was, like, really knowing each other. All those guys and coming up at the same time were friends and, 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 and comrades, you know, directing and creating. And, and E.T., wasn't he uh, animatronic, too? E.T. was animatronic as well, you know. So I think there's something to be said. Obviously, I choose some of these movies because they have sentimental value. Right. So... 
when I go, what's my favorite fantasy? Immediately I go to my room and I go, well, what DVDs do I own? And I have Dark Crystal on DVD. Yeah. It's just a phenomenal movie. You know, I was thinking about is that like what you're saying? It's like it changed so much Mm -hmm. uh, just from my childhood to now Mm -hmm. with that that CGI. There's a lot of kids now that who just get CGI and that's it. Right. But there was something to be said about all of those animatronics and Mm -hmm. those puppets, Mm -hmm. all that puppetry and stuff. Because it's like, of course, you knew it was, Mm -hmm. but it felt a little more real, even though CGI nowadays is amazing. Right. Right. And you can do more camera angles and whatever else. But then it just had this more... I want to say more tangible. I could be tripping. Yeah. It just felt like a little more like the world is alive. Yeah. You know, if you have, you got to think like about dinosaurs. Right. Right. All these different things. Like there is a scene where, um, our character, our Gelfling character meets, um, uh, meets Kira, the female Gelfling. And mm-hmm. she's like in this lush, like garden type of thing and there's the water and as the camera panned by and he was walking almost like you have like um sea anemone mm-hmm. and they're like have their little tentacles out and then when something goes by they kind of close well these were like feather like things on like this rock and as the camera passed by because as he walked they got frightened so someone is literally pulling like it was a real world that looked alive and that it was breathing but it's all real. People are making this world come alive. Can I tell you <clears throat> exactly what you're saying? I have this this theory almost mm-hmm. that as technology gets better, and this goes for everything, even remote controls, TVs, lights you can turn mm-hmm. on with your voice mm-hmm. or your phone. When it comes to movies, as technology gets better, I feel like we get more intricate things, more mm-hmm. things that you couldn't do before, more mm-hmm. things that's visually appealing. But I think we lose a lot of that movie magic raw movie magic a lot of that raw created mm-hmm. uh, creativity right where you had to really figure out how we're gonna how are we gonna make this move and fall right. down without right. just clicking on the computer you know and i think that's what filmmakers will tell you today is that they were forced to think outside the to box think outside yeah. the box because they could not go to a computer and make this or make that and again i don't want it to go into an argument if anybody's listening it's not that versus this no it's they're both just, amazing there's something almost classic about it mm-hmm. and that's retro about it and that when you have someone like tim burton and they do stop animation i think that's why it's so magical because oh, it's it. nice to throw that stop animation in mm-hmm. with all the cgi and then it's kind of like oh yeah it reminds us about the the beautiful magic uh, happens, like Kubo yeah. in the Kubo in the how many strings Kubo in the strings remember that uh, stop animation movie that just won all these awards I can't remember what it's called Kubo in the two strings Kubo, Kubo in the two I knew strings he had some, I knew he had about at least a I like that strings. one but I really like Isle of Dogs Isle of, Do- Isle of Dogs that is great that was a recent stop animation film so we got CGI but the art of stop animation in and of yeah. itself is beautiful when we went our, um, uh, my, my cousin Edward Marcel's the best friend animation major and we went to go see what they had been working on leading up to like you oh know, wow graduation yeah. it's just amazing to see the figurines that they came up with and how they would be using that for like stop animation along with all the cgi stuff that they right. did as well it's fascinating because can i tell you all that stuff now as much as i'm sitting here saying that's a new movie magic i can't do none of it no and that stuff no. i no. can see is just difficult you know what makes disney so amazing when you're standing in the line to get on indiana jones you got all these things yeah you are 
basically immersed in the world. And you know what that is? It's not CGI. Right. It's not computer graphics. There's a mixture of it in some of it. Yeah. But what makes you enjoy Pirates of the Caribbean is to see this real world unfold before you. And that was the magic of Jim Henson. That was the magic of Frank Oz. Frank mm-hmm. Oz and Jim Henson directed this film together. Wow. And you had... Frank the, Oz is uh, Miss Piggy. I think, Frank Oz right? is yeah. the voice of Miss Piggy. And Jim Henson is Kermit. Uh, exactly. Jim Henson does Kermit. Frank Oz and Jim Henson were like yin and yang, and they worked together quite well because they had a shared vision. Mm. And when you think of Jim Henson, you think of Frank Oz. Um, some of these characters are just connected with our childhood. One of the things was our two Gelfling characters were supposed to go through the underworld. Okay. And they were going to meet these creatures who were miners. Mm-hmm. And so they just decided to just take that out. That later became Fraggle Rock. Wow. Really? I'm just sitting here like, oh my God, this is like my childhood. I can't believe it. So it's like little I stuff like that. And we used to always watch Fraggle Rock. And I'm like, what is this? I know. Like, I know. It's classic. I think I just want to say this and um, I'm done. Y'all, please watch The Dark Crystal. Fall in love with old classic movie magic. The mind of Jim Henson, the mind of Frank Oz, how they had to come up with these beautiful, beautiful, beautiful set designs and characters. And even if you just watch the behind the scenes of how the movie was made, it's pretty spectacular. It's a lot of work went into this. And uh, last but not least, Netflix announced that they are doing a series, a limited series prequel to to The Dark Crystal called The Dark Crystal um age of um what it is called no (laughs) the age of resistance (laughs) age of resistance and it's supposed to be dropping this year i haven't heard anything else about it but it was announced it's gonna be in may of 2017 that it would come out in 2018 so netflix i don't know what y'all doing but we only got four months left so y'all need to figure it out um Oh, they're putting it out in 2019. Oh, they moved it. Okay, so uh, producer Brandon just looked it up. And stuff? They're supposed to. I don't think it's going to be digital at all. It's supposed to be, you know, in line with the Jim Henson puppeteer approach. So, okay. um, is coming back to production. who's coming back? Brian oh, oh, good. Okay, so Brian, the the illustrator uh, from England, fraud, who fraud. fraud, yeah, who mm-hmm. I told you guys about. Hey, this took four years of his life. Yeah. Four years of his life to create this entire world. He cre- basically Jim Henson wrote it, and he just gave them all uh, yeah, a body, and was like, "Okay, so this is how I visualize these characters." I have a question. What's your so question? Let's say that a human character had to be in it because you know there's no humans. Let's mm-hmm. say a human character had to be in it. Mm-hmm. How do you think they could have squeezed a human character in there? You know what I be think? Male or female? Like because as I was researching this, the world existed in another planet. So it couldn't even have been. Well, if for whatever reason a human fell into that world, Mm -hmm. then I think that would have been like maybe a cool angle on, you know, maybe the human had to do something to help put the dark crystal back together or the human helped um, in a negative way to keep disharmony. And so the Gelflings then had to also fight the human who would become a villain with the Skeksis. I think it would have been very interesting because we've seen that happen before in stories where a human is brought to this planet to help. And if they're like new to the whole planet. They probably would have been coming to get the crystal to put it in a ring or something. <laughs> to put it in a Cadillac. Damn humans. <laughs> 
Y'all, that's my fave fantasy. I can't talk that's about really this That's really good. Right I mean, now. you sold me on it even more. I've seen the movie, but I want to watch it again. Like it's you. amazing. I watched the behind the scenes on the DVD. The behind the scenes on the DVD is almost two hours. Really? And I didn't want it to end. Yeah, because that's a lot. Like they I didn't want it to end. I you know what believe. I always think about, though? It's like the, the amount... It's like the amount of work that goes into that Sesame Street you guys. Muppets. The amount of work that goes into just you getting that shot. A part of me wants to go into directing. And I didn't think that was something that I wanted to do until most recently. I've always been emphasizing how much I want to be in front of the camera and be an actor. But can I tell you the weight and responsibility of yeah. putting all that together and the vision that the director has to have is an immense amount of pressure. And my hat's off to these directors because Jim Henson was phenomenal. That man was like a creative genius. That's got to be a great feeling once it's done, though. Like Yes! Yes! Yeah. To, you know, and like they people will tell you, like, this was my baby for like two years. Or mm -hmm. I've been working on this film for three years. And then, boom, it, it's out there. Wow. It's out That's there. amazing. The film almost didn't get released. Really? They um did some screen tests in San Francisco and they said it didn't get good um they didn't get good feedback. Oh. So one of the guys who was distributing it wasn't going to distribute it. He was going to put it on the shelf. And then Jim Henson bought the film back. <clears throat> and when he bought it back, he said, "No, I'm going to pay for the release gotcha. out of his own money." So don't let nobody stop y'all dreams. Right. Well, that's you know what, what I want to say. Kenneth, that's <clears throat> amazing. And thank you so much for sharing that. I got to go uh, watch me some more Dark Crystal. Everybody watch the Dark Crystal. While uh, Ken has his moment. Oh, Lord. We're going to go ahead and take a break so he can uh, pull himself together. Because I got to ask you about your favorite. Bye. Go. My name is Atna Jean Lucille, owner of Soul Food Kitchen, home of the world-famous chicken loaf. Shh, the recipe is a family secret. Unlike my sister's halitosis. We are open seven days a week, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., just like my sister's legs. We are located at 2173 Slauson Avenue, right next to the liquor bank. I love coming to Soul Food Kitchen. They got the best chitlin loaf in the world. Oh, you did real good, Donnell. My name again is Adna Jean Lucille, owner of Soul Food Kitchen. Shh, the recipe is a family secret. Just like the son my sister gave up for adoption. Won't you come on down? <laughs> okay, we are back. We're back. <clears throat> Marcellus. What's happening? The time has come for you to share with us. I thought you were going to say the time has come for you to lip sync for <laughs> her. <laughs> lip sync your legacy. Your legacy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Life. Marcellus, what is your favorite? And I mean this. What is your favorite fantasy? television show of all times <laughs> <laughs> sorry something really made me laugh what Kenneth of all t I can't look at Brandon I'm so sorry you know what you've been acting up all episodes he's been acting up all if he ain't doing magic in the back I'm sorry our podcast is boring him he gotta do magic tricks to get through the session now he in the back trying to make Marcellus laugh. This is listen. Oh, this God. is why I don't do stuff that's non-union. Okay. I I try to help my people out and do these black uh, but I'm sad. I, I <laughs> ooh, I gotta really sad. talk to my agent. Um, my fave fantasy television show 
of all time is are you ready i'm so ready are you sure you're ready i'm like completely ready are you like completely completely ready oh my god i'm so ready are you like so ready oh my god i'm like orange county ready oh okay well i'm like malibu ready well give it to us um uh, game of thrones (laughs) yes oh i was hoping you picked this god it's so good Listen to me oh, with I your was good ear. You this. Listen to me with your good ear. My left one is my good one. Now, because I know this is a mm. huge show, oh, everybody God. watches it. Yes. I'm preferring to not go too deep into it. Yes. Because yes, you cannot yes. talk about this show without giving away spoilers. It's so much <laughs> to but there's cover. so much to it. So I'm going to give the basics and I'm just going to talk about why fine. I really love just it. Just okay. do a basic Betty review. Let's do I'm it. I'm going to give you the basic Betty. Game of Thrones is a show on HBO. Mm-hmm. You know, that's considered premium television. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. home box office. Home box office. Okay, yeah. That's their, that's their spiel, you know? It's oh. HBO. It's not, not television. HBO. It's not television. Any Whoville, listen to me. It was... Okay, so originally the books... Was adapted from books created by George R. R. Martin. I did not know that until a couple of years. I, yes. And he started these books like in 90, 91, something like that. Right, Ooh. Professor Brandon? I mean, Professor Brandon. Why do you always hell? call him Professor Brandon? Producer this Brandon? is the second episode. He didn't call him Professor Brandon. It, it started in the 90s, I, I really do believe. Okay. He started writing in the 90s or he released in the 90s. One okay. Of I, I guess I should have known that, but anyway. <laughs> That's all right. You ain't getting paid. 96. Oh, I was in 11th grade. So listen, he had this world developed in his mind, but I was watching something and he said he had to really push and make this road even bigger because, you know, you got uh, Lord of the Rings, you got all these other stuff that Mm -hmm. he, you know, was inspired by. Mm -hmm. And readers, fantasy readers especially, they're looking for Mm -hmm. a well-developed world. Thank you. I'm so glad you said that. They're looking for Yes. They're looking for this because that is the standard now. Yes. You can't just give me no fantasy with an elf jumping up and down. Right. I need a whole world. And he took it to the next level. You got the uh, the land of Westeros, mm-hmm. which in and itself, do you know it's kind of modeled after uh, Great Britain? Oh, no, I didn't know that. And in itself, you have north, south, east, west, of course, but you mm-hmm. have all these kingdoms. You have seven kingdoms, you mm-hmm. know, including King's Landing. You got Winterfell. Mm-hmm. You got all these other, like, places. Mm-hmm. And he took it to the point to where he has all these houses. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, a leader of each one. Mm-hmm. And then they all have these, like, you know, it has this hierarchy to it. Mm-hmm. But different areas... You kind of adapt the different area, your mm-hmm. your your skin tone, your mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. Everybody in Westeros is mostly white ish mm-hmm. mm-hmm. until you get down um, to Dorne, I think it is, mm-hmm. the the snake folk, mm-hmm. and they're more of like that Moroccan mm-hmm. in, a, in a sense. Spain, I'm sorry, they're more like Spain okay. type. Okay. Um. So he even thought about ethnicity. Ethnicity. He thought about skin. Tones. Where you are, skin tones, everything. Then you go to the land of Essos. Mm-hmm. And that's more of like the Middle East. Okay. More of the darker skin tones, brown uh-huh. skins, everything. It's a more real, realized version. And they consider it medieval realism. Okay. So it's a more realized version of what it would be like at that time. And I think the reason why fans love it so much mm-hmm. is because you have no choice but to get engulfed 
into this world you you feel like you are a part of it mm-hmm. because when you watch it you have no no choice right but with the books you feel like that too so i yeah. had the opportunity i read book one and two. Oh See, wow i tried to get i tried to get the other ones but i'm not gonna lie mm-hmm. book one was so slow <laughs> to mm-hmm. start that mm-hmm. it was like oh so when the shows came out i remember i had a lot of friends i worked with and they were like read the books before you watch the show read the books read the mm-hmm. books and I was like, okay, okay, I'm not going to watch the show. I'm not going to watch the show. Mm-hmm. Then you hear everybody talking about it and everything. I was like, okay, whatever. Yeah. I'm going to watch the show. And right. then I got so hooked on the show that I never got back to the books. Got you. But what I do know is I hear a lot of people talk and I've read synopsis and other things like that about the books. Mm-hmm. The books give you a way more developed characters. Okay. Even in book one, you get to get more into Arya's mind, more mm-hmm. into Bran's mind. You get to get all into these people's mind more mm-hmm. than you do on the show mm-hmm. where they have a time limit where they got to get everything kind of right. squoze in there. Right. But the show is amazing. What it they is. do is amazing. It so is. It, it, it's to me, it's its own in, entity. The production you know? value on those shows are like on film set. Let me, let, that's why it's on HBO, you know, quality. Let oh, me tell you though, okay. because what pe- a lot of people don't know is Whoop. that HBO showtime, stuff like that exists so that you have that quote unquote quality television. I see where you, you know that that's what you're going to get. And you know that they don't get their funding from a lot of advertising because mm-hmm. that's why there's no commercials. Ah. So, you know, they got subscriptions, you got uh cable, you got all this stuff that you're paying for. That's helping keep that going and plus you know they might get some stuff from advertising right. advertising hbo itself right right on other different things but they don't get commercials got and things like that got because you. that's the main reason why you're watching showtime and you're watching um hbo uh hbo for insecure stuff mm-hmm. on showtime shameless all that you don't have to worry about commercials got, okay. and a lot of people don't think about that because right. they just get right on and you can watch it straight through right but then right. now a lot of people are used to that too because you can watch netflix and stuff like that right okay but anywho Oh, another fun fact I like to throw out. HBO is the last of the Mohicans to not give in unto the the monster that is Netflix. Ooh, so Netflix I heard is about like a this. tidal wave picking yes. up people as it goes. Yes. And HBO is like a force. Like, nope. We got a catalog too. Ah. So the whole deal is everybody now knows that you have to have a catalog. Right. If you want to survive, you have to have something that people can come back to and they can watch more than one thing. Right. So that's why everybody's doing their originals. It's not just like, oh, we want originals too. No, we're trying to build a catalog so we can survive because you got a behemoth like Netflix that already has a catalog. And that's why Disney is slowly pulling out because, you know, they're coming with their streaming service. That's right. I heard about that. And Showtime gave in, Mm -hmm. you know, all these other places things gave in because netflix mm-hmm. you know people watch netflix that's right. like a thing right and i remember when we used to get netflix in the mail right and hbo is like you know, because hbo still has all these amazing shows hbo got sopranos and movies on in their catalog the wire that you can't watch on netflix yes so i think the wire was on hbo game of thrones itself oh, don't y'all quote me right <laughs> game of thrones itself is like that's a holding huge, that down yeah that's a huge because that down. is like so the deal is let me just get into show because I, I can talk about this forever but the deal is you got the different lands and everything you got these people controlling it and mm-hmm. really it's called game of thrones because every it's all this struggle it's politics struggle I for power i think that's brilliant the title just really kind of explains it but you know essentially it's it's, it's overall the books are called so- a song of ice and fire mm-hmm. okay and a lot of people can take whatever um theories and thoughts they want to why it's called a song of ice and fire okay. but i can't really explain why because that's a big spoiler okay but song of ice and fire and i think the first book is game of thrones okay so 
that's what the show decided to take Game of Thrones because it just described the entire whatever. But the right. other books are different, you okay. know, different titles. Okay. But for the show, it's perfect. Game of right. Thrones, right? It works. On. It works. And you have all these people essentially battling for this throne, mm-hmm. for this right to say that you know, I, I what. I run this because mm-hmm. <laughs> that throne. Are you telling me that that throne runs all the other thrones? Well, is that essentially what it is? in a general aspect? Game of Thrones, we're fighting to be kings and queens. I see. But if we're going to okay. talk about a specific throne, then we can talk about the throne in uh, King's Landing. Okay. That main throne there. That is what a lot of people are going for. Because then, if you sit in that throne, then you are ahead of the seven kingdoms. Gotcha. You know, but not everybody. Supp- they're supposed to, but not everybody is answering to the Seven Kingdoms, especially after certain things have happened in the show. Ooh. Ooh. So then you have all that stuff going on. But the fun part about it all is each, all these characters are getting developed. And the fun part is in the books, mm-hmm. every chapter is a different person. Okay. So it's not chapter one, chapter two, chapter three. Mm-hmm. It's Cersei. It's uh-huh. John. It's, mm-hmm. And that's what I did love about the book mm-hmm. is because... I tend to get bored really easy, even though the book was still slow. Mm-hmm. I tend to get bored with stuff really easy. Okay. And I love that when I'm done reading about Arya, now all of a sudden the next chapter is John. And Arya may pop up in John's story, right. but it's about John. Okay. Then okay. a new chapter, t- uh, Tyrion. Uh huh. New chapter. So I like that part. Oh, that's nice. I that's because I, I did I've never read the book, so that that makes sense. That's and a nice I'm way to approach I'm it. pretty sure everybody knows these characters, knows a lot of these characters. But just to them for you, you know, you got Jon Snow. Yeah, everybody loved them. Some Jon Snow, who yes. is uh, Kit Harrington. Yes, played amazing by Kit Harrington. Fun fact: uh, Me and producer Brandon were watching this thing. He broke his leg trying to get into his apartment in London. Uh oh. And you know he's a big part of the show. So he couldn't do some of his scenes, so they had to get his double in and everything because his leg was like for real broken. Yeah, it's so funny. Another fun fact wow. is I know he was worried. Right, he's like, oh my god, do I still have a job? Right, no, I, I think he knew he was fine because okay. they need him. Okay, uh, Tyrion, mm-hmm. uh, Tyrion Lannister. Um, what's his name? I always forget. Peter Dinklage. Yes, um, he's great. By the way, phenomenal, amazing, phenomenal. He. I was reading that he is on the show more than, I mean, he's in more episodes than anyone else. Oh, wow. He does such a great job. He, y'all, he just won an Emmy, by the way, mm-hmm. for playing uh, that character on Game of Thrones. He is phenomenal. I don't know if y'all know, but Peter Dinklage is the same actor that was in Elf. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love Elf. But he's been in a few, uh, yeah, he's uh, been a in, bunch a, in, stuff, a, in a bunch know. of stuff. He's and really good. He, um, He's been in. So you're saying he's been in more. He's been in more episodes else, than any other. Any actor. other. Any other actor. Oh, wow. He's been in more episodes. And then another thing we were watching is that they did this mathematical thing to see how the characters interacted with each other, mm-hmm. and he interacted with the most people. More people interact with him, kind of thing. It's oh, like, so he is almost like the series protagonist. In Got a way. it. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense because yeah. some characters don't ever meet. Yeah, and some characters meet more than others. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense because yeah. he didn't been. Uh, Westeros, Essos, mm-hmm. North, the South. Did he go to Winterfell too? Has yeah. he been to Winterfell? Yes, I don't think for sure he did in, in the beginning, like the first few. Episodes. And Arya's aunt. Yeah, he went to Arya's aunt. Remember the castle where you mm-hmm. looked with the um, with the bottomless, and they always let people go into the right. sea. Right, he was there. The moon yeah. door. The moon door. Yeah, he's been so, everywhere. You're right. Yeah, so he's like everywhere. But anyway, 
I mean, you know, you got Sansa. Mm-hmm. She's oh, a Pisces. <laughs> you got Arya. That, that makes sense. You got Bran Stark. You got all these people. And there's certain stories, things that didn't make it into the show. Okay. Um, there was a part in the books about... Um, Oh, I don't want to say no. But there's a person that dies. That's very people know this character, mm-hmm. and they die. Mm-hmm. And in the books, this person shows up as a ghost. Oh, I know what you're talking about. And then in the move in the show, they don't. Right, right. So a lot of fans were like, but they, I think the show tried to play a little nod to that one time, and it kind of showed. They, in an episode. I know what you're talking about yeah. because supposedly this character was walking, float, by, walking in by in the back. Yeah, and, and they, they were dead already. Right, and so they're kind of. They never said. But everybody wants to believe. Fans are like, like that was a nod. We'll just believe it. That was that, that was, was who that was. So. But this show has won 47 primetime Emmys. My God. This show got Golden Globe for Best TV Series Drama. Wow. This show is filmed all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, Belfast, in. Northern Ireland, Canada, Spain, Morocco. They are just Y'all. whatever. But here goes the craziest part. Can Ooh, can I, I tell you this? Be a job as an actor. Yes. Can sir. I tell you this? Episodes. You already know episodes cost a lot when they be making these shows. Yeah. In the beginning, they were about one. Uh, I think it was like three, three, four, something like that. Three, four million. An episode. An episode. Dog, on it. Um, they're ten million dollars an episode now. Are you kidding me? Ten million dollars. Listen, let me tell y'all something right now. That's the budget. That's why I want to be in the entertainment industry. They're always gonna have some money. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you who's gonna have money. Sports, which is a part of entertainment, and the military. You ain't never gotta worry about a budget crisis. <laughs> they always gonna have some money. The minute you can spend ten million dollars to film make believe. Right. Make believe. We're not talking about ten million dollars. For education. No. I'm so sad. $10 million. We're not talking about but $10 million. But it's just like a medical. great world to get engulfed oh, in. You got dragons. You got I love it. all these different things. You got magic. You got all these things. But here's the deal. You know, it started um, on HBO in 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, August 2017 was the last episode. Right. Now, everybody was upset, including myself. Yeah. Because they playing games with us. Because the next episode ain't coming until 2019. <laughs> Yeah, so I got swept up, y'all, in the Game yeah. of Thrones. Um, they're they're they're, they're playing us, I but cannot wait. I'm sure something great is coming, and there's already words of spinoff because you know this is ending because they kind of surpassed the books in a way. Oh, so the main story is kind of coming to a close. That, okay, that, okay. But they'll be having spinoffs, spinoffs, and I think they're hinting to Arya. I'm not totally sure. This is not facts, people, but I think they're hinting to Arya. Maybe getting a spinoff. Okay. Uh, which I think she should because in the books, she's psycho. Oh. Now, I could be wrong. She might be dead as we speak. But okay. in the books, she is. She goes ham and she goes crazy. So, anyway. Okay. okay. That's good to know. I love the opening title sequence. I get so. Oh. That's how I know I love this show because I get physically, ex- like, emotionally, everything. I just get excited. Like, oh. Did y'all see I did that key change? I had to come fix that. No, um, was, oh, okay. Mm. I'm sorry, I don't sing. See, I don't. No, 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 no. I, you know, I don't sing on praise team. I'm sorry. Mm. <laughs> 
But anyway, just to finish it off, you got the Starks, you got the Brathians, you got the Targaryens, you got the Tullys, you got the Tarleys, you got Wildlings, you got Children of the Forest, Mm. you got White Walkers, you got all these different things, and Mm -hmm. it just makes. I do have a question. Are there any black people in this world? There are black people, and a lot of the black people. There are some in Westeros, but a lot of black people you see pop up in Essos. And to be honest with you, there's a whole group called the Unsullied. And they, they teeter-totter with black because they're a little bit of that Middle Eastern black-ish. But a lot of the actors and actresses are just kind of like mixed. Mm. So we, we got some representation here. Don't worry. Okay. Don't worry. I ain't going to say nothing now, to most, create my own world. Most is, I can't be mad. That's his vision. Most is white, but here's the deal. It's pretty kind of, it's accurate. The the, the, the the region, the all these things, it works. Now, if they were doing a show where it's like they're not showing representation in general, then they'd be like, uh But... It shows where people are in the regions, and I think it's pretty accurate. No, I'm good. I'm t- listen. I'm fine with it. He did not go to Central Africa in his vision, so I can't be mad at him. You cannot. Uh, he only chose to go to Northern Africa. That's fine. I ain't tripping. You ain't tripping. No. You know what? And seriously. I know there was a little bit of scuttlebug about, you know, no African, no black people being represented. And I get it. Like, we're just so tired. Like, no, in nobody's imagination do we exist. You mm-hmm. know, we don't exist in real world. So, obviously, you're not going to exist in somebody's imagination if your real world is tilted towards a certain race. Mm-hmm. I get it. So, I, I'm really not upset with him. It's his vision. It's his, it's his imagination. And, like you said, all of those characters exist. And he, but he... He just, his characters don't, he didn't go to West Africa. He didn't mm-hmm. go to Central Africa. He didn't go to East Africa. He, so that's fine. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I'm excited as a person of color to create my own world. And in my imagination, I see me reflected back. And that's and that's fine. I That's fine. Yeah. I get it. it but people were a little like, me. you know, it's like, it's the same thing with friends, right? Mm-hmm. You go, wow, there's these great characters. And they don't know no black people in the city. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But, again, that's that person's imagination and how they saw that world. And we did get Aisha Tyler eventually. <laughs> she came right. on the show. But I get black people's perspective. Like, it's like, damn, like, we don't, ex- we can't even exist in people's imagination. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm, but I'm not in any way criticizing it. I'm there for the ride. Yeah, it would be nice. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, that's where I come in. I can create my own world. Just to and, feel like it, like, matches, though. I get what you mean. Yeah, because... Although he has chosen people from real places, it's really interesting. He never chose black, black places. Mm-hmm. That's fine. That's his choice. But I'm not, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I I, I think as African-Americans, as people of color, we've learned to just exist in this world where white is always put in our... It's, it's, it's fine. I'm mm-hmm. good. I'm well, good. my only rebuttal to that, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. However, I think sometimes in situations i'm fine Mm -hmm. because if for that Mm -hmm. i'm watching it if they're in what medieval whatever Mm -hmm. it's like i'm just watching it you Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. then when he did go to ethos Mm -hmm. i'm thinking oh this area you know there's gonna be more and i personally was fine with the amount that i got because i felt like it's still representation Sometimes I guess I feel like I want to be able 
Well, for both sides. I want to be able to not always feel like I want to see more black people. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's on the positive and the negative side. Mm-hmm. The positive side, I want to feel like, I don't want to feel like that, so let it be more representation. But then also, I kind of want to feel like, I want to be able to just enjoy it without feeling like, where are all the black people at? You know? Mm-hmm. In some situations, I think it works. And in some situations, I'm like, okay. Yeah. I think that's just... Y'all, that's just the burden of being black. Mm-hmm. They didn't kick this to the curb. So we go through a bittersweet existence where sometimes we're watching entertainment. And I think this is a really important conversation to have. Yeah, because for sure. All the genres that we've talked about, you know, unfortunately, we live in America, which is racist. And so everything that they put forth in the entertainment industry is mostly going to be white because you're you can't start from a wrong foundation, then expect it to go right. Everything is going to be most Superman's white, you know, Batman's white. Like everybody's imagination is always white because mostly white people have been given the privilege to be creative. So when black people come along as kids, we don't know. We just like I like Superman. I like Batman. You know, we're not thinking about race. Mm -hmm. It's not until we get older to where we're like, wait a minute, is everything white? Right. Is everything everybody white especially growing up that's when you start yeah you don't see yeah you see more black people see like yeah wait, that's and that's yeah. when you start to feel a little left out and you do start to get in your feelings mm-hmm. when you're like well it it would have been nice if oh okay well mm-hmm. all right and so then what happens is and if you say anything about it then people tell you you're doing too much right oh my god come on y'all y'all doing t- but it's like we have a right to feel a little sad because mm-hmm. we're the minority in everything. And, and I'm going to tell you what somebody said, which is so powerful. This I was a part of this group, and they said um, even our imagination has been colonized. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God. You just blew my mind with that. Like even our imagination has been colonized because you get so into yourself thinking that this is how this character should look. But for Game of Thrones, are you saying just darker people? What I'm saying is in Game of Thrones, if he came up with this amazing, beautiful world Mm -hmm. and you said that he based his characters off of real places that existed, it's real interesting that he didn't go to East Africa to pull storylines, West Africa to pull storylines, Central Africa to pull storylines. Asia to pull storylines mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying and it doesn't mean that he did it on purpose right okay because I well, would be I would be taking a leap to say oh he purposely left out those places I love this beautiful diverse characters that we get but as a black person watching the show it would have been amazing had he gone and pulled out you know a character um from you know from that from that world that would have been that would have been awesome when we have Daenerys the queen of dragons and she mm-hmm. goes to this place to try to get money remember the african american character who's yeah. like you know when they pop when that person pops up on screen i am invested a little bit more i'm like ooh so how, because what i'm thinking is how would i have been in this world i i i liked it because i go well i'm black and in this world, how would I have how would I have existed in right. this world? And so that's what I like to see. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then that, and, and me, uh-huh. I'm like, where did he come from? What's his what story? You know, how did he get to this place of power? You know, that kind of thing. The only reason I think it works for this is if they're going to Africa, 
mm-hmm. and the cast is all white, then we have a problem. Mm-hmm. If they're going to wherever mm-hmm. and they're not representation like they do with all the other movies like mm-hmm. Pharaoh and whatever else, right, right. there's a problem. But why, for me, it worked for this is because the show is mainly about things that happen, the wars and roses or something like that mm-hmm. in England. Mm-hmm. And at that time the representation was what it was. Then he added <clears throat> this Eastern part, mm-hmm. but he didn't, the world he created is literally like just two continents. Right. Right. So I don't think it's all everything in, engulfed in one. Mm-hmm. And then the one continent he has is kind of representing England. Mm-hmm. The other continent he has is kind mm-hmm. of representing the middle East. Mm-hmm. So it, to, I think the continent he did represent is more of a middle eastern mm-hmm. look and feel mm-hmm. so that's why i was that one character i was kind of surprised to see the uh i think they were talking about the same character mm-hmm. he was like the the bigger guy yeah he was a heavy set guy yeah so i was like oh, okay they're getting he was more... trying to flirt with her and he yeah. was like if you work with me i'll get the council on your side to give you the money that you need that's right the, the little dragons was little baby dragons still that does not mean that i still don't feel sad because I am the minority. I'm the minority as an actor. I'm the minority as a writer. I'm a minority as a creator. So if I want to see me, I'm at to create my own world. Because mm-hmm. the other point of it is, is that <clears throat> it's all made up. Really, yeah. So he could have chosen to put anything in there. And it's not just black people. There, I haven't seen no Asians on Game of Thrones. Right, that's what I'm saying. You know what like, I'm saying? He and, and he didn't have to do it. Mm-hmm. But isn't it interesting? I, I, at, at some point, you just go, oh. More of the same, huh? I, again, to anybody that's listening, I hope you are enjoying this healthy conversation that we're having. Right. I think it's amazing. I'm just saying that in the world of fantasy, it's all made up. You, I mean, you don't. I think I think I kind of know what I was thinking about earlier, too. Okay. You usually don't almost get any black people in fantasy. Yes. So what? Nowhere. We don't get nowhere. This, this is the most. Because the, the unsullied are black and most I got the sense here's the thing a lot of the actors who were playing them had a lot of melanin were they supposed to be black I don't know see there's a difference right was that what they were supposed to be or -hmm. was that just a casting choice got you I, I don't know you know, someone else maybe listening can answer that question for us. Because right. yeah. I know the Dothraki weren't. They right. were more like. Right. My whole thing is, isn't it always interesting that even when you have the ability to make up a world, the black people are still missing? This mm-hmm. was the same argument with Star Wars. That makes sense. You know, you've made up a whole world and we got one black person, Billy D. Williams. Now, John Boyega comes well, especially along. Especially back then. Right. Right. John Boyega comes along. Do you know people were upset that the main character was black oh yeah for sure and so this is what i'm saying i'm not making this up no no we're all upset that even in a made-up world we can't exist then you have my girl she comes along she's asian asian character what's her name uh producer brandon oh i love emily emily tran kimberly tran kimberly tran comes along she and they're upset again what is this Asian woman? You know, and so because they try to make that argument of people changing what the face of it already was. What was her name, Brandon? Kelly Marie Tran did an amazing job, and and again, because people of color and marginalized groups, we just want to exist in these fantasy worlds. There was even white people saying, "Oh my God, why is this woman in the Star Wars right. world?" And I totally get it for that, for yeah. that in in this yeah. thing where you. 
you're you're in space. There's nothing to say that there is no. All I'm saying is, for me, mm-hmm. stuff has to be accurate, mm-hmm. realistically. So if we're in space, we're in Star Wars. Now you mean to tell me there ain't no black people in space? Mm-hmm. So that I totally agree with. Or a lot of the other things, a lot of the other shows, a lot of other things we see, mm-hmm. it's hard to find representation. Then you say something and mm-hmm. people think you're doing too much or whatever. Yeah. Then you got these uh, superheroes. You know, you get your sprinkle of a black person or something. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people I see on Facebook comments, they see it more as, oh, people just want to bring race into it or people just want to have find an argument. But no, it it matters. Because it's always okay when it's all white. Right. And then you say something about black. What? Then what? it becomes... What? Because we like side B characters, Falcon. Right. We the B characters. Right. So now we we've gotten a lot more. Characters. I think we've gotten a lot more roles, a lot more stuff to do. Of course, mm-hmm. everything can be improved. Yeah. Um, But I think for Game of Thrones, why it works for me mm-hmm. is because for me, it was believable. Mm-hmm. I was able to feel like when I'm in this part of the world, this mm-hmm. is what I'm seeing. I believe it. When yeah. I'm in this part of the world, this is what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. And it would have been nice if we could have had one more kingdom. Mm-hmm. That it was represented in that. I mean, it didn't have to do it. Game of Thrones is dope, just the way it is. <laughs> well, that brings put me in to an a, Umbaku. If he had me, had an Umbaku, that brings me to a question a for rap. you: If there was an African kingdom, what's the name of <laughs> of the house, <laughs> and then who rules the kingdom? <laughs> Ooh, the House of Onyx. <laughs> <laughs> the who, House of Onyx. Who's the head of it? Um, the head of the House of Onyx is the boy king, Ama. Ama. The boy king, Ama. But it's run by the queen mother. Come on, queen mother. Ama Karu. (laughs) Listen. Listen. Ama Karu. Ama Karu. You got to say it like that. Ama Karu. She's the real head. I feel like Ama Karu will be like. The time has come for you to lip sync for, <laughs> for your life. <laughs> but could you have imagined Angela Bassett being in Game of Thrones oh, playing this amazing. queen mother? Because what I go to is uh, Black Panther. Mm-hmm. And we see what that aesthetic would have looked like. Yeah. And even though I was joking, we see Umbaku. We see, just imagine the rhinoceros and the armor. and all. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So take some of that imagery from Black Panther. Now put that in Game of Thrones with this other kingdom that he could have created. Mm-hmm. And how, ma- like, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. That would have been, oh, God. I stand by what I said. That the I most said what I said. <laughs> the most important thing that I can do is create my own worlds. Right, and, and I stand by what I said when I said my fave TV <laughs> fantasy is Game of Thrones, and it's effing amazing. As you should, you should not retract that fave at all. Okay, Marcellus, I got a question. I just want to ask you. Uh, if Y'all you can be, I'm not. Go ahead. No, 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 no. You're not going to throw in <laughs> you have a question. Tip, and then I'm just supposed to gloss over that. What do you mean by that? I'm just saying, you do, you, do you just a little hotel. <sighs> you guys. You're a touch. You're a touch. Just a touch. I, I make love sure, it, though. You know, you just I want to make you. sure everybody understands because we got to make sure we, we clear this out. And Charity, back me like up on you this. Like you sp- uh, sell bean pies and stuff. Right. Smell like patchouli. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> uh, Charity, back me up on this. Um, any person that you encounter in the African-American community that is uh, considered hotep 
is a person who holds extreme views that black is right and white is wrong. They have no patience for any other race, especially white people. They don't like gay people. They want to pretend that they love black women, but they want them barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen cooking. Those are hoteps. Well, you hotep light. I am woke. Hotep adjacent. I Diet hotep. am very aware of what's going on <laughs> as a creative person. And I am trying to uncolonize my imagination. Thank you, Jessica Zapata. Thank you, Duana White. Thank you for that beautiful illustration. I was being a part of that amazing group. Whipped hotep. <clears throat> So, um, sometimes it's hard because I have an uncolonized imagination and I'm still trying to remove the chains from my fellow black brothers and sisters. Uh, some of them are still connected to the Matrix and I have been unlocked. Uh, so, I'm sorry. It's called the Neo Project. Go ahead, ask me the question. <laughs> Back me up, Charity. Um, I want to know, out of all of these amazing characters in the Game of Thrones, uh-huh. what character would you want to be Arya? Oh, I would want to be Arya because okay. I can't lie. I kind of live vicariously through her with this. It's go- now you have to follow me. Follow me, camera, because it's gonna sound real wrong. But I'm gonna bring it back. Okay. I I live through her with her vengeful her vengefulness. Mm. That mm-hmm. nature. I love that she's so like. Oh, you mess with me. Uh-huh. Your name's on the list Because uh-huh. in my mind That's how I want to be Right But I'm not Aww. I'm just this little teddy bear That's too nice that's to people cool. So in my mind I want to be like that So when people do me wrong I write their name Like mm-hmm But in real life I'm just writing their name So I can give them a hug later Like you know You wronged me But I love you right. I wish I wasn't <laughs> like that I'm gonna get meaner As the, as the years go on As you should <laughs> As you should You know what you're gonna become You're gonna become more woke Oh god <laughs> <laughs> Yes That's exactly what you're gonna become More woke <laughs> but it's amazing we need to take a break let's take a break hey sugar i'm edna joan lucille owner of food from the soul kitchen home to the best big feet casserole this side of the mississippi here we take pride in what we do just like my sister edna takes pride in stealing people's husbands Come on down and experience our excellent service and homely decor. Open seven days a week and always delicious. Now my sister ain't shit. And a little birdie told me that's what her chili loaf tastes like. We're located at 2174 Slauson Ave, down the street from the abandoned strip mall and across from Adna's Sorry Excuse for a Restaurant. I love, love Edna Joan Lucille's Pig Feet Casserole, the best in town. Thanks, Clarence. So if you want some real soul food, come on down to Food from the Soul Kitchen, because we take pride in serving you. Just like my sister takes pride in pissing in the bed at 62. Come on down now. All right, welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. What's next, Ken? What's next? I want to talk about Must Watch. Ooh. We always do our must-watch segment. Can I tell you our- something funny because I'm rude? Yes. You, When you be saying must-watch sometimes, you be saying much-watch. You didn't do it this time, though. Continue. It's funny because I've listened to the episodes and I don't remember myself saying much-watch. Look. I'll go back and listen, listen again. again. Can anybody listening comment on that? Yeah. Does Ken Brown say much-watch? Mm-hmm. Or must-watch? Mm-hmm. Okay. Inquiring <laughs> minds want to know. <clears throat> I got my papers. 
I would like to say to you, Marcellus, out you of know? your uh, TV shows. You oh, no, you first. I'm sorry. I'm going to keep it how it's going. You first. What's your must-watch movie? Oh, okay. That is fantasy. Must-watch fantasy, Lord of the Rings. Ooh. Came out in 2001. I believe there's four movies directed by Peter Jackson. You and I were talking about $10 million an episode for Game of Thrones. Do you right. know how much this movie costs for doing to make? How much? $93 million. $93 mil- That's nine episodes. I need you to understand. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Imagine you're a director, Marcellus. I am. A studio gives you $93 million uh-huh. and says, make a budget. Oh. I mean, make a movie. Wouldn't you be scared? Would oh, you no. be able to sleep? Oh, no. That movie is getting made and it's going to be amazing. Well, that's exactly what happened to Peter Jackson because the movie came back and made $871 million worth really? more than Beyonce. Listen, let me tell you something. Wow. $871 million. So you know he got awarded some more money because mm-hmm. basically the Hollywood is nothing but a gamble in Las Vegas. Oh, we yeah. give you 93 turn it into 871 Brother, you are good with me. You're good with us. So, I, I listen, y'all. Lord of the Rings is another amazing fantasy based off of books by J.R.R. Tolkien. You you could just oh god. I remember this movie when we it was like the Hobbit. They were animated movies when we were kids from the seventies and eighties. And then for them to come along with these amazing special effects, you've got to watch. If you I are not it. used to a fantasy movie, we want to introduce you to orcs. We want to introduce you to trolls, hobbits, wizards, hobbits, fairies, dragons. Go watch Lord of the Rings. It's amazing. Honorable mention, Harry Potter. Oh, before you go, I just want you to know, Lord of the Rings, when I went to see that, I was like enveloped into that world. Like I was like, yes, like completely. That's what I like about fantasy. Completely. Because it's really a fantasy. What's that song where I do sweet fantasy? I used to think she was saying sweet medicine. But anyway, it's a fantasy that you just, sweet medicine, baby. Tell me. No, I am not going to agree with that you said sweet medicine, baby. I was no watch y'all listen to it y'all gonna hear medicine medicine. no i would never hear that you gonna hear medicine you gonna think but she actually she was prophetic (laughs) she was prophetic because they be putting sugar on the coating of advil moving on Uh, moving on (laughs) i love lord of the rings and i mean it Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, amazing. And what you said earlier, you said the world. A fantasy is about creating the world. Mm-hmm. We di- we saw that again with Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. J.R.R. Tolkien took his time to create this world. He has a whole map. Mm-hmm. And you know it. where every character's origin uh, story is. And so, you guys, those are my honorable mentions and my must-watch. Marcellus? And you, sorry, you said your honorable mention was Harry Potter. Yeah, my must-watch was Lord of the Rings. My honorable mention was Harry Potter. I know, like in, I know a lot of people who are in. I know a lot of people into Harry Potter and they like into it. And I like was driving and saw fans. this lady with a Harry Potter shirt. It was just the glasses and a lightning bolt, and uh-huh. the shirt was burgundy. Immediately, I'm like Harry Potter. Harry Potter. It's Harry amazing. Potter. Uh, J.K. Rowling, shout out, first female billionaire. I remember reading the books in elementary author. school. My God. So I'm gonna say Harry Potter for me um, came out when I was like an adult in my mid mm-hmm. 20s. I was not into the books at all. I I wasn't even that excited about the movies, but once I got myself in the seat, I was there for the ride. Yeah. I was there for the ride. And I really, I want to go back and have a Harry Potter weekend at my house. Invite people want to come over and we just make some butter beer and watch and have some bangers and mash and watch Harry Potter. I just want everybody to know that 
Ken and Brandon's neighbor got this dog oh, that's God. real random about when he bark. That dog. And he even liked to do this one just hoo. Her. It's like what is that? <laughs> that's exactly what is the how point sounds. of that dog. <laughs> that's exactly at least how Bailey's he consistent. Yeah, I Bailey like, <laughs> but he just like, <laughs> <laughs> like what is going on? You did that. So just so y'all know, that's so what's going good. on. <laughs> Marcellus, what is your must-watch fantasy television show? That, you that like? dog is getting on my nerves. My <laughs> must-watch fantasy television. Show, are you ready? I'm ready. Is once upon a time. Oh wow! I forgot about that. Once upon a time, not long ago, I was a not playing. I just had to sing that. All right. So once upon a time. Yes, that line. Let me tell you, I'm I'm I love this show. Mm -hmm. ABC. Uh, it's done now. Mm -hmm. By the way, it ended this May. I didn't see the last um season. Okay. Yeah, uh, and I think the last season was in a different place because it's set in Storybrooke. And I'm gonna be honest with you. It listen, if you know you don't like fantasy, you think it's corny. I mean, try to watch it to to, to learn more and get into it. But if Good. you gonna just criticize it, then leave it alone because it it can get a little cornish sometimes. Okay, okay. they live in Storybrooke. Mm-hmm. You know, it sounds like storybook. Mm-hmm. Um, in Maine. Every dog in your neighborhood is going off right now. <laughs> it's like a and <laughs> damnation. But anyway, the thing about it is we trying y'all. They value. encompass a bunch of I mean they uh, they intertwine okay. a bunch of Disney characters, other fantasy characters yeah. and they put their own spin on it. Okay. They even had um, a lesbian Disney character. A, a lesbian ca- a lesbian, sorry. I thought you said my lesbian. <laughs> it's my lesbian. I said, wait a minute. Did she drive a pickup <laughs> and have on Crocs? No, they had uh, that. They they It's great. You got my some of the movies. Like, I'm going to name a few so people know. You got Snow White in there. You got Cinderella, of course. You got Maleficent. You even got Mulan to come up in there. You got mm-hmm. the Mad Hatter. You It's so many different Disney movies. Elsa was in there. Now, uh, I can't. Elsa was in there, okay? <laughs> I, I just want everybody to know I'm a, I am just cannot stand Frozen, but anyway. I can't either. Elsa I'm just going to tell there. you right now. Ugh, I cannot I stand it. That was a way. time I will never get back. And everybody just was like. That was. Oh. She might as well have been an X-Men. Right. She should have went to, went to uh, Xavier School for the Gifted <laughs> instead of creating her own palace in the middle of nowhere. I had wasted power. I just couldn't. Her house and then dope, on the though. show, she was just as like, oh, God. Annoying. Ugh. But anyway. Um, girl it's a great lover. it's a great show you got your main characters who are amazing all mm-hmm. the actors and actresses are dope mm-hmm. you got all these different things going on mm-hmm. and just a fun fact about it is it had a spinoff a lot of people know it was alice in wonderland once upon a time in wonderland oh but I that only lasted that. like a year if that oh i had no idea it was a little weird that. okay um any other um the the creators adam horowitz oh, mm-hmm. let's get there let me start over the creators adam horowitz and edward keatses yeah i'm just making sure i say that right it's a little it's hard to say it <laughs> but they're known as horowitz and keatses okay um they did lost oh okay they did like they're known for those type of stuff and lost you know lost is my show Ooh, i never God. saw the end of it and i never saw it. what really. genre is that? Is that a drama 
Listen, I've never seen it, so Is I that can't drama tell you. F- producer Brandon, because I'm mad I didn't use that for drama, because I freaking love Laws. It would be, yeah. Okay. Well, we gonna put out another drama episode. <laughs> drama <laughs> <But> part anyway, two. <laughs> yeah, and that's amazing. But I want to take this time um, to go back and fix something from episode one. I what know that I know you about? can't do it, but I'm gonna do it. <laughs> what are you fixing? One. Episode one. I realized that when I was talking about the Golden Girls, I said they knew they wanted to use Dorothy. That's not true. I found out that they wanted to use somebody else, and Dorothy didn't want to do it as first. Are you kidding me? Yeah, just wanted to fix s- that. You've been holding that for six weeks. What's next? You ain't got no good <laughs> sense. That's for keeping you up at night. Been keeping me up. I'm waking up like, oh, oh Dorothy. <laughs> my God, y'all. Just so y'all. So that's what's been keeping Marcellus up at night. <laughs> Not the children locked up in cages at the border. <laughs> he he's upset <laughs> that he didn't give a good factual truth oh, about the golden girls in episode one of our show <laughs> it's my <laughs> reputation at stake uh, oh that's marcellus well at this time we've done our honorable mention do you have an honorable mention by any chance or just uh that Actually, was your must watch any honorable mentions you don't have to um it's not a show uh but the line of witch and wardrobe oh good yeah just wanted to throw that out there yeah. that's an amazing yeah Definitely Moonlight. a great fantasy. Great, great, great fantasy. Um, but yeah, and you know what? We just want to tell y'all like we do every time. If you would like to follow us and you want to see where we are and want to know what we're doing and whatever, what is Ken wearing today? Go uh, to <laughs> Instagram, Facebook, all of that, and type in my fave podcast at my fave podcast. You need me to spell it? I will. M-Y-F-A-V-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. You want to follow me? Marcellus underscore kid. You want to follow Kenneth? It's Ken Brown 79. Ken Brown 79. Ken Brown 79. You will be able to find him. And here's the deal. If you got an iPhone, Mm -hmm. go on to the podcast app. It's already on your phone. If it's not, go on to the uh, app store and download it. It's simple. It's free. It's easy. You go on there. You find us, you subscribe, you click the subscribe button. Oh, we just want you to subscribe. And then you got to write a comment or a review. Help us help you help us. No, just help us. Um, <laughs> you write a comment, you write a review. It's so easy. I don't, I'm just watching him. And then Google. I wish y'all could see my face right now. I'm being real extra. He's, you yes. can go on Google Y'all can Play, hear him being extra. And you can find us on your Android device. And you can subscribe you can write something write a review we would be ever so happy y'all please write a review because every time you write a review then our podcast goes up in the queue and you'll be able to find us quicker ain't that awesome so when you write us a review and you click subscribe you will also be notified of when the next episode has been isn't that nice has been put up so we thank y'all so much for y'all support. Please talk to us. Please write reviews. Uh, please subscribe. Please interact with us on our social media. We love y'all so much. I we just having fun. That's all. We just having fun. I hope y'all have a beautiful time. Have a beautiful day. Hasta la pasta. Bye.